What you missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. You're with me, Jason Dacey, Weekend Mornings, in the company of the author Shimini Flint. She's written 58 books based here in Singapore. She grew up in Malaysia, educated in the UK. And Shamini, we've been friends uh, for several years now. And I, the, the way I actually met you was through the Inspector Singh Investigates. I picked up a book one time. I'm looking for something to read. I read it. I loved it. Got in touch with you. And here we are many years later. And you're still writing. I am, Jason. I, I, I don't actually know how to stop. I'm just one of these workaholics, you know, point me in a direction and I, I, I keep going. I do desperately need somebody to shove me sideways because I think 58 is, is ample. 58 is a lot. And you've got seven of the Inspector Singh Investigate series, which is my personal favorite. My daughter, she read uh, Three Stars. We did that together. She used to love that book. Uh, that was 2009, one of your many children's uh, picture books. Uh, and and uh, well, I'm sure a lot of people listening, uh, in fact, I have uh, someone that helped set up and promote this interview as a young uh, intern that we have working for us and said, oh, I'm really looking forward to the Shamini Flint interview because I used to follow her as a kid. <laughs> so here, you, here we are. And uh, you're um, now many years later working as a writer. I think 2004, it all began. And how do you think your journey's evolved since 2004? Well, you know, I'm a writer by accident. I mean, I started writing children's picture books featuring a little girl wandering around Singapore, admiring the sights because I could not find books that were familiar to my own daughter growing up in Singapore. And having grown up in Malaysia and understood what it's like to have a gulf between who you are as a person and what you read in books, I just desperately didn't want them to feel like fish out of water, Mm. my own kids. So I wrote those books and they were bizarrely popular, the Sasha series. Mm. And I think the fact that they were popular, I mean, they're not you know, it's, they're not great works of literature. The reason they were popular is because I think there was this vast groundswell of parents desperately trying to show their own children experiences in books that match their experiences in life. And um, the change of direction that you had, because you were a practicing lawyer, successful, uh, working in the legal profession, and you did that for, for quite a few years. Was there a kind of a, a gee whiz moment, this is time to change, or is it something that just kind of evolved? Uh, well, I actually think it was a... a a hormonal moment after my daughter was born that even though I loved my career and loved being a lawyer, I was so excited by my 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 scrawny little mm. baby that I, I quit my job. I mean, I planned to go back quite quickly, but when the writing career took off, I ended up changing. So I wouldn't say that it was planned. It's just that I ended up going from lawyer to being a stay-at-home mom, and I was officially the worst stay-at-home mom in the history of mankind. <laughs> so you so had for to do the something sake, else. exactly, for the sake of my daughter, I had to find something to do, mm. and I started writing. And when the Sasha books were quite successful, and as the kids grew older, I started writing children's novels, and then adult novels. So. Well, my f- favorite, as I mentioned, is the Inspector Singh Investigates series. It's the uh, scruffy Sikh policeman here in Singapore, loves curries and beer and, and getting in all sorts of trouble with his wife. Uh, and there's actually some interesting developments on this. Uh, there could be a TV series, I, I'm told, not official, but uh, can you spread any um, information on that? Well, I've been told that if I speak of it, I will be shot. Oh. Uh, and since I am Inspector Singh, it would be difficult <laughs> to investigate my own sudden death. But yes, I mean, we're working on a television series. I'm oh. writing the script with a bunch of other people. And it may or may not happen. TV is very mm. sort of um, unpredictable, unpredictable these, days, these right? days, yes. Yep. But at the same time, it's the new dynamic in TV that makes something like Inspector Singh, the television series, possible. Mm. Because, you know, he's quite a unique character with a niche market audience and for him to 
end up on TV, you do require a world where TV has spread and is delivered in so many different platforms and by so many different distributors. And suddenly you have Netflix and HBO and BBC mm. and MediaCorp and they are options for a character like Inspector Singh that they would not have been 10 years ago there when I first started writing. Yeah, yes. it's incredible. Look, I'm very familiar with Inspector Singh, but maybe you could tell us a bit about uh, his personality and what your inspiration behind Inspector Singh is. Inspector Singh is a curious sort of fellow. He's a, he's a sort of overweight, grumpy policeman who would much rather be having a beer or curry than doing any investigating. But deep down, he also has uh, an absolute commitment to justice. So he will drag himself into the office and drag himself onto the trail of the criminals if he feels an injustice is being done. And that is something that I felt quite strongly growing up in Malaysia. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult place to grow up, Malaysia, in some ways, mm. especially if you're from a, a, a legal background. My mother was a lawyer as well. And you're in Kuantan, right? I was in Kuantan. And I just feel that it's a country where people have constantly got to step up and do the right thing um, if they want to make a difference in society because so much of it is flawed and so much of it is corrupt and so much of it doesn't work as it should. And I met many people like Inspector Singh when I was in practice in Malaysia, people who would, when push come to shove, put their own reputations and their own freedoms and their own lives on the line. And um, I wanted a character like that. Despite any chaos or whatever is going around him or her, they still had that drive. They had that dream that they could make a better world. And Mm. Inspector Singh is a very odd vehicle for the idea that you can make a better world. But he's got that feeling deep down inside that he can't ignore. And mm. it's it's one that I, I, I share with him. I do think that if we all do our little bit, you know, we can form a better society. Mm. And I love the, his sports shoes. It's part of his uh, attire always, isn't it? His lovely sports shoes. His trainers, yes, his white <laughs> trainers, which someone once asked me, is it a metaphor for Singapore society? So sparkling clean. And I thought, ooh, that's a really good uh, idea. It is from now on. <laughs> yeah. And what other characters have you enjoyed developing through your books? Talking to Shamini Flint, the uh, Malaysian-born, Singapore-based author. Well, my obsession with football, with soccer, comes out in my book 10, which is my most autobiographical novel and therefore may be one of my favorites, which is actually used in the primary five syllabus here in in Singapore. So lots of Singapore kids have read excerpts of of 10. And you must be proud of that, right? I'm beyond proud. I'm I'm excited. I'm delighted. Uh, And 10 is just coming out in paperback in the U.S. this year. So it continues to have... In the U.S.? Is that the first time in the U.S.? It came out in hardback last year. Mm. And this year they're converting it to paperback with uh, Clarion Books. So and it's won a few prizes and stuff. So Mm. I'm I'm quite proud of it. But it's it's a story of how I came to be obsessed with football, which is a slightly odd odd tale. Because um, growing up in Kuantan, I went to a really quite difficult school in those days. Schools in Malaysia could be quite rough and, you know, they used to smack you on the knuckles with a wooden ruler if you got your math wrong. And Mm. um, And did you get it wrong much? uh, I mean, how can you get math right under that kind of pressure? (laughs) Um, And unfortunately, my family was, situation wasn't very happy because my parents used to quarrel Mm. pretty much incessantly. Mm. Um, And what I used to do to try and sort of improve the quality of my life. Oh, and I had a brother who used to bully me. I had one toy. This was, you know, in the 1970s in Malaysia. It was a teddy bear. Mm. And he used to kidnap it every day and, <laughs> and hold it for ransom. So I would get ransom notes, oh. you know. So, yeah, I if won't say... teddy bear back... Five me. ringgit under the coconut tree, yes. Um, so I can't, I can't say my childhood was a, was a huge delight. And so I used to wake up in the middle of the night and go downstairs and switch on the TV just to sort of find some quiet, peaceful time where I wasn't being beaten up at school or watching Mm, my parents mm. quarrel. And rather oddly, the only thing that was on TV in the middle of the night in Malaysia on the one channel 
was football. Right. You know, all matches from the Premier mm. League, World Cups. And so I became an obsessive. Mm. And the, what I find particularly amusing was that I used to watch it initially on a black and white TV. I didn't know there were two teams, but I was still fascinated by the, <laughs> by the sport. The yes. Yes. Um, and so at one point, I decided that I was going to be a footballer because I felt I had, through watching, learned every mm. single thing that one needed to know about the game. But of course, the 10-year-old girl in Kwantan in Malaysia, when I said to my parents, um, I'm going to be a footballer, but I need a ball, um, mm. they, they pointed out to me, none too politely that girls didn't play football. Yeah, we're talking about, what, 1980 or some period yes, like yes. that? Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. we're talking a, a, a few time. decades a few ago. Decades so, I mean, ago. to be fair, they had a point. You know, I mean, there weren't mm. a lot of girls playing football in those days. My grandmother was the best. When I asked her, she said, girls don't play football. And anyway, I don't understand why they don't just give those boys a ball each and then they won't have to fight over the same one. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> so it wasn't right. a sporting yeah, family. Yeah. Um, but this was the inspiration. For, uh, for 10. Mm. And uh, of course, the minute my daughter was born, I, the, literally after naming her after mm. Alex Ferguson, the next thing I did was buy her a football. I tried to teach her how to hit the ball when she was still a baby in her cot, but it didn't go so well. Right. So you had a 16-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son, uh, Sasha named after Sir Alex Ferguson, the Russian name uh, for Sir Alex Ferguson, the great Manchester United manager. You know, when you see what's happening in Malaysia, you've been in Singapore for a long time, but it's really, we've seen incredible changes in the last few months. As a, as a Malaysian, you still have a Malaysian passport. What do you think about what's going on there and how much optimism does it give you? I spoke to a friend yesterday and I said, so how, how, do we, how do you feel in Malaysia? And he said, we're happier than Bhutan because Bhutan is <laughs> famously the at the top of the happiness of the world, index. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went back to vote. I've gone back mm. every election. I've gone back for a few Bursay rallies over the years, mm. got tear gassed once, um, oh, wow. fun times. Um, Anwar Ibrahim went to jail in 1998, which was the year after I came to Singapore to work. So I realize now that the government has changed 20 years later that my entire adult life has been spent watching my country deteriorate, you know, from what seemed like a place not much different from Singapore, mm -hmm, going places, mm -hmm. getting wealthier, developing um, in, in economic as well as other terms, suddenly basically turn into a banana republic. Mm. And uh, that sense of oppression, I didn't know I felt it until it was lifted. When the morning after... We realize, I mean, everybody's up the whole night, yep. you know, and there's all sorts of hanky-panky going on and mm. you're getting Twitter feeds from people. I had a friend who was at a counting station. They locked them in the counting station because they didn't want to release the results. Wow. Um, you know, they were trying to figure out a way and mm. the vote was so overwhelming, they couldn't mm. find a way to sort of not um, let it stand. But that next morning, I felt such a sense of relief that I realized that I've, I and other Malaysians, all Malaysians, have spent 20 years under... A, a yoke, a weight of pressure, and it being gone, I just feel like skipping around. So my mm. happiness index is right up there with Bhutan. <laughs> and I'm actually really keen to go back to Malaysia and, and you know, do some nation building, but it's got to get my kids to school a yes. couple more years to go. So even though you've been in Singapore so long, the, the changes in Malaysia have given you optimism for the future and you, you do see yourself working back there again in, in, in some time. I'd love to. Mm. Yeah. This is a job application, Malaysians, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And finally, Shamini, what do you think uh, the future is holding for you in terms of your books and um, perhaps, you know, as we mentioned, uh, TV series? You know, what, any professional goal that you have or is it your life just unfolding in a very holistic way? Uh, if holistic is code word for completely <laughs> unplanned, then yes. Um, so right now I'm studying. I'm doing a, a master's in literature. 
I am writing a new children's series for girls about a smart half-refugee, half-refugee, mother's a refugee um, in Australia, science problem-solving kind of girl because I don't do the princess thing very well. Um, I'm working on Inspector Singh, the television series, and um, I'm planning and I'm working on a few projects in Malaysia of of a nation building sort of constitutional law project and a few other mm. things. So I'm pretty busy. Mm. I mean, I'm pretty exhausted. I'm pretty burnt out, but I'm also excited and optimistic. So I guess it doesn't get better than this. And you're still going to find time to watch your beloved Manchester United in the upcoming season? Oh, dear, yes. <laughs> I, I never miss a match. And in fact, tonight I'm hoping to go for Arsenal PSG. So when football comes calling, I still I still go. Well, Shamini Flint, it's been a pleasure having you here on Weekend Mornings. All the best with your upcoming projects. Let's hope we see Inspector Singh investigates on the big screen soon. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me on.